Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Delighted today to be joined by Joe Lowe, who currently is in Miami, which is a lot warmer and sunnier than when I am sat in cloudy Shrewsbury. Hi, Joe. Hey, Simon. How's it going? Very, very good. So, Joe, you are a quality of life coach and kind of serial entrepreneur after I've checked out your website and LinkedIn profile and our various chats. Do you want to tell everybody a bit about your journey to date and how you got to do what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for having me today, Simon. So I have been an um, entrepreneur for, wow, now I'm thinking about more than 18 years now. Time super fly by. So I've been an entrepreneur for 18 years and um, I've started, uh, you know, multiple businesses and, and so some of them. And um, then I transitioned myself to become a quarter of life coach just because when I had my last exit for my uh, e-commerce business, I feel this void, right? And I feel like, you know, I remember uh, Tony Robbins said, success without fulfillment is kind of a failure. So that's when I transitioned myself to become a quality of life coach. And today, what I do is I help busy business owner and entrepreneur to help them optimize the schedule so they can have time to live their personal life without sacrificing the personal gain either way. So that's what I do these days. Amazing. So I'm sure there'll be there'll be plenty of listeners who work in a you know a busy retailer or busy hospitality company or run their own businesses that well I prefixed it and now we're busy that are busy struggle with not enough hours in the days kind of quotes and things I hear all the time or I don't know where to turn next or I've got so much to do in so little time. So I, I suspect those are all things that you hear uh, business owners talk around all the time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you first, we all, we've all been there, right? When you first start out a business, the only thing that is going on in the person's mind is, let's be honest, is, is money. How do I make this work, right? And then the second thing is, you know, okay, now I get this going on. The business is doing well. What do I do next? Well, you want both money and time. And that's when the struggle comes. It's because we've been trained as an entrepreneur, a business owner, that almost the only way to make more money is to do more. Right. And when can we start living our personal life is when we have all the things in the world achieved. Right. Which is not true. And that's why I decided, I decided to step in to help entrepreneur to make sure that they can have this well-balanced life because you don't have to grind to, to continue to, to grow your business when you can maximizing on the time. And you hear it quite a lot that money doesn't necessarily make you happy. So we're all potentially striving to maximize profits or drive more revenue or if we've got various shareholders make make them more money but actually we don't really ever stand back do we and think but what what's the end goal where am I going we kind of know where the ultimate end is um not when but where am I going and why am I doing it is that is that the kind of stuff you help people with in terms of standing back seeing the bigger picture at times and then we'll, we'll delve into some of the techniques in a second but does that make sense yeah, absolutely. It's because, you know, personally, you know, I have gone through this, right? When you're, when you're so close to your business, you're actually working in your business, not on your business, right? I remember, you know, uh, you know, years back, I was working particularly late, like almost every night. So this particular night, I finally, you know, finishing my work and I went downstairs and tried to have dinner with my wife. And I remember, Simon, that um, she was talking the entire time, but I could not remember the conversation. And I could not hear what she said because my mind was thinking about work, right? So I just keep on, I just keep on like knocking my my head. It's like uh huh uh huh uh huh, right? And my head is like, okay, just you know, let me finish eating so I go back to work. And eventually I did. So I finished eating, 
And I went back to my office. I remember looking at this gigantic whiteboard. It has all these items on it. As I was like, as I was checking things off and trying to feel good about myself, that you know, okay, yeah, I, I was a productive day today, right? I was, you know, as I was checking things off, I find myself uh, adding twice as many back. I was like feeling so overwhelmed. It's because I feel like, wow, would I ever catch up, right? Is it grinding like this? Is all entrepreneur and business owner do? And guess what? All of a sudden, right, Simon, my door just slammed open. It was my wife. So she gave me this really sad look. I was like, uh-oh, well, what did I do here? I thought we were going to have a fight. And you know what? Instead, she didn't say anything. She just said, are you coming to bed now? I was like, uh, no. <laughs> look at this huge list. It's not even halfway done, right? So I try to defend myself. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I feel like, well, did I do something wrong here? So anyway, she, she left the room without, you know, having a fight or anything. She just gave me this sad look. So I was like, whatever, man. So I went back to work and I was like, keep on working. And all of a sudden it hit me. I feel so guilty because I feel like I'm married to this amazing woman, but I wasn't really married to her. I was married to my business, just like my father, right? You see, when I was young, uh, my father works a lot. So I never get a chance to see him. So I thought to myself, you know, when I grew up, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a business owner. So I can, you know, make all the money in the world and control my time. And we all know how that goes. And that's when I realized that, you know, I got to do something with my life and turn this around because I don't want to marry to my business, right? All the time that I spend to my business, the aim goal is to have more time and flexibility and freedom to spend with my family. And that's when I decided to, you know, learn everything about mindset, productivity, and time management so I can turn this around and spend time with my family without jeopardizing my, my financial goal, right? So... So I spent two years learning everything under the sun, go to conferences, follow coaches and read books. And then after two years, I finally figured it out. And today, instead of working 50 to 60 hours a day, I now work a productive 25 hours per week. And I've been doing it for a whole decade. And instead of having a huge to-do list that make tiny impact, I now have a tiny list that make a huge impact to my business. And instead of not able to spend time with my wife and my family, I now spend so much time with my family, they're actually sick of me, right? <laughs> it's crazy. And the whole thing just completely reversed, and I, I feel so blessed for that. And what I want to say is I truly believe that when you should never have to sacrifice your personal life for professional gain. It's because when you master the art of, I call it reverse scheduling, money, relationship, health, and whatever you dream of, you can actually have it all. Amazing. So let, let's explore that a little further because I suspect that's a, a lifestyle that lots of people listening to this would like to get hold of. And we're going to break it down into three points, I think, today, aren't we? So we're going to talk about intentional scheduling, prior, prioritizing to impact and focus to finish. Those are kind of three key elements to this. So do you want to take us through the first one? Because you just referenced there that, you know, your to-do list is small, but the things that are on it are, are really important and really impactful. So I, I assume that plays into intentional scheduling. Yeah, absolutely. So this, uh, one of my, my, like a smaller part of my, my biggest system, right? I call it the SPF, right? You mentioned already. Intentional scheduling is the, is the first step, the S. So what, what exactly is intentional scheduling, right? It's a mouthful. So a, a private client of mine, you know, Ross then asked me this, right? Joe, what is intentional scheduling? I mean, schedule is schedule, right? This is what I explained to her. Everyone is telling you when it comes to scheduling, it's about filling things up, right? It's about filling in 
if I jam things in, right? I'm I'm saying it is about taking things out to make room for the things that truly matter. The key is we all have 24 hours a day. How come some some people can able to live this like well balanced life and have it all, and some of us just like keep struggling, keep struggling, keep grinding, and can only focus on work, right? It's all because the schedule is not being intentionally created. What I mean by that is the proper way to do intentional scheduling is about utilizing the technique called time blocking. Now, some of you may have heard the technique of time blocking, but the way to, to, to really do it right is this. Make sure that you have time block, not only for work. You want to also have time block for other important things in your life, such as you know health, exercise, and relationship, right? Those are the big things, health, health well, relationship. So what you want to do is strategically place uh, things that are important to you beside work, like health and relationship in between work. So that way you create what I something call a meaningful deadline. So let's say you get up, I don't know, six in the morning and you go on to do your morning routine and you work a few hours. And then what you want to do after that is have a time block for yourself. That way you, you refresh your, your, your body and your mind so that you can have a fresh start after this time block to go back to work. So the key here is to make sure that you have block time block for personal life and your professional life. That way, while you are focusing on work for the particular time, and after that, you also have time to focusing on your personal life. Because Simon, right, you and I both know have been an entrepreneur for years that success is not about perfection. It's about progress. So does personal life. By scheduling different time for different kinds of things important to your life, you allow yourself to make progress simultaneously. So you don't have to wait until you make tons of money or achieve your financial goal years down the road to start living your personal life. So that's what I mean by intentional scheduling. And how do you stop? Because I think I I get it all the time. So I, I block out an hour every morning in my diary for doing some exercise and probably started just before lockdown because if I didn't put it there, it wouldn't happen and that would get squeezed out of my day. So I decided to do that. But how do you stop those uh, personal blocks being overridden by work so if if you've got something in that personal block time of 10 a.m to 11 a.m and somebody wants a meeting in that time how strict you have to be with it okay i love that question so uh, our entrepreneur asks me all the time so here's the answer when you schedule personal block in there what you want to do is you want to have meaningful deadline what i mean by that is in order to, to make it meaningful you first have to make it as a positive experience for yourself, right? Not something that, oh, you drag to do, right? You have to have something positively feeling associated with that. Then also what you need to do is you always want to have an accountability partner. Let's say if it's a workout. If you have a personal trainer, you most likely would not reschedule that personal trainer. If you have a workout buddy, you most likely is not going to call your friend, hey, you know what? I just have a meeting today. I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm going to skip crossfitting today, right? Or I skip running today. Now, let's say it is, it is a, a personal block for like relationship, right? If you just block out the time to, you know, have, have lunch with your spouse or your partner, chances are if you do that at home, you're most likely going to, you know, oh, you know, I'm just going to push it because we're just having lunch at home. Now, what if you schedule that time to have lunch with your loved one at their favorite restaurant and you ask them to go get the reservation and go there first? Now, that would be a lot harder to call, right? You're not going to call your spouse and say, you know what? Uh, I know you're, you're there by yourself at the restaurant, uh, but I have work, so you can go have a lunch on your own. That makes it a lot harder, right? 
So make it hard and foolproof yourself by having positive relationship and feeling about what you're about to do and also have an accountability, accountability partner for that. So it make it really hard for you to cancel it. No, I like that. So some somebody that challenges you and brings you back to that, probably the, the next part, the prioritization of how important is it to you in your general life, not just about work. Absolutely. Okay. Now that, that makes real sense. Good. Good. So we've got some blocks of time we've scheduled in for ourselves, some personal stuff, some professional stuff. So we're starting to readdress that balance. Where do we go next? The next thing to do is now you block out the time, right? It's all about what you spend time working on because it's not about quality, quantity. It's about quality. That brings us to a second point, second step, which is prioritize the impact. When you, when you finally schedule time to work for your things, right? It's not about just doing anything, right? Because every time when you're not prioritized to make impact, you're actually wasting time, leaving money on the table, and more importantly, you're not achieving your mission and you're going to have mediocre results. So the way to combat that is to think about the WWW. So what that stands for is who, what, and when. So when you walk into that time block for whatever you want to achieve, whether it's launching a new business, a new project, or just you know get some copywriting done, whatever that is, you want to ask yourself these three questions before you go in. The first question is who. What do you want to be known for as a person? If you're a business owner, what is your role for the organization, for the company, right? Answer that question very, very clear, precisely. What you want to be known for? And once you answer the question, the second question I want to ask for the test that is in front of you for the time block is this. What exactly do you want to achieve with this particular task? And then after that, ask yourself this question. What could possibly happen if I say no to this particular task? The reason I want to ask this question is a lot of time we just think, oh, I have 50 things to do, right? Because you know, you read a book about it, you go to a conference about it, you, talk, you join some training course about it, or other business owners say, hey, you want to achieve this? You have 50 things to do. So by asking the question, what could possibly happen if I say no to this? It will force you to think thoroughly that, hey, seriously, if I say no to this, is it going to be a life and death situation for my business? Or is this one of those things that it really doesn't matter? And once you ask that question, your to-do list is going to be trimmed down tremendously. And then the next question you want to ask is why? Why are those things still remaining important? By asking this question, you force yourself to think logically, not emotionally, right? Because I personally guilty for that. Sometimes you want to you know, make this thing beautiful. It's just because of ego, because of pride. But in actuality, you don't really need to do that, right? That's just one example. So after you ask all those W questions, the last W is stand for when. The last question is to ask for your remaining item on your to-do list is when are those things actually become important? Once you ask this question, instead of a one-dimension to-do list, you now have a two-dimension, what I call a success list, which is, which is work as an impactful operating blueprint, allow you to do things, one thing at a time, and then you can move on to the next stage and do them and move on to the next stage and now become an actionable item, you can actually get results. So that's what I mean by prioritize the impact. And this probably segues quite nicely into the, the next stage. So I, 
I'm good at some of that stuff that you've described. I'm rubbish at some of the other bits and need to do better. <laughs> but I, I get distracted. So my phone will ping. Uh, I'll look at the football results. I'll check the weather. Someone will come in with a cup of tea for me. So, <laughs> so my focus is probably quite poor unless I'm under extreme deadlines to get it done. I totally hear. Now let's talk about focus to finish and cure it up once and for all. How's that sound? All right. So when it comes to focus to finish, right? When it comes to focus, you're thinking about it wrong. You're thinking about it like this. The key to focus is just thinking about one thing. Now you should be thinking about it like this. The key to focus is about eliminating all other distractions. Now there are two types of distractions. We have internal distractions and we have ex external distractions. So today I want to focus on the ex external distraction and offer you five secrets to how to have uh, undistracted focus, right? Let's dive right in. The first secret is all about communicating with those around you. Because when you think about distraction, half the time is about the people around you, right? Whether you work at home or work in the office, people want to get a piece of you. It's because you're capable. So actually, it's a good news. So what you want to do is truly, honestly communicate with them that, okay, from let's say 9 to 11, I'm gonna work on my sub because it's important to me. But after 11 o'clock, I will be available for you for 30 minutes. Because when you, when you communicate that way, people understand that, okay, I want a piece of Simon, right? But hey, guess what? I will get a piece of Simon at 11 o'clock when he's done. So that's why first secret is to communicate about your schedule with the other so they know what to expect and when they'll get ahead of you. So that's the first one. Got it. Second, secret, second secret is about what I call creating a stop on the fact. What that is, um, you know, whether, you know, you, you want to go, the reason someone else go to want a coffee shop or Starbucks or whatever you're going to go to work is because every time you go, go over there, you have a clear working space, right? Because, you know, you want to work in a clear space. It's just that you don't want to clean it. So what it is, is when you work at a home office or your actual office, you want to do the same thing. You want to have a de designated workspace that has nothing on it, right? Find it clean and leave it clean. So the next time you go in there, it's 100% ready to go, and that will give you a clear mind when you work. So that's why I call it a Starbucks effect. So that's the second secret. Now, the third secret is seems simple, but it's actually quite crucial, and you mentioned it before too as well. We are all get surrounded by what I call the, the attention-grabbing devices, right? So the third secret is about turning off all your notification. I'm talking about like phone, iPad, devices, tablet, email, Anything that distract you by telling you that, hey, someone wants you, turn them all off, right? So that's step number three, the third secret, turning off all the notification off. And that's secret number three. Now, secret number four is actually quite similar to the start of the fact. It's called uh, removing all the clutter. But this one is more geared to the virtual space. Now, I was guilty for that for years that when you work on your computer, right, many of us do, you have more than one tap. As a matter of fact, you might have about 30 taps on because we just do, right? We have so many things to do. We want to achieve so many things. So the key for that is when you're working on, uh, on the time block for that particular thing, what you want to do is you want to close all the windows, close all the tabs. So that way you only open that one or two things that you're really going to work on in that particular time block. So that way you foolproof yourself by not even trying to think the other, the other tab is on that you want to glance it, right? So that's the key of secret number four, remove all clutter. Now, the last but not least is secret number five. This is a fun one. It's all about affirmation. 
for those of us that who are into personal development, you probably heard of the term affirmation, meaning that you tell yourself that I can do this, I'm smart, I'm confident, right? All this thing. So why not you just use the same technique before your work block? So what I do is I have a, a piece of uh, sticky notes, not a, a huge uh, piece of paper so you can write a whole essay. The key is to have a sticky note, just write down one or, one or two words and just remind yourself the purpose for that particular time block. So in this case, during this interview, I have a sticky note on my, on my, on my computer and say to surf. So that's to remind myself that my goal for this next 30 minutes or an hour is to offer information to surf. So do the same thing for your time block, where it is, okay, I want to finish marketing. I want to finish one essay. I want to finish talking to one client. Have this sticky note in front of your, 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 your computer and read it out loud to remind yourself before the time block starts that I am only have one purpose for this one time block is to serve myself or do whatever you need to do. So that's secret number five. Have one sticky note and talk about uh, your goal to affirm your goal. So those are the five secrets on how to create undistracted focus. Amazing, amazing. And there'll be naturally some cynics listening to this who say, well, that, that's all well and good. If I turn my device off my phone and focus for my next time block of work when i turn it back on i'll have 20 messages 10 missed calls which then means that my scheduling's kind of gone out and then my prioritization does it do you get that kind of feedback how do people deal with that or does it just mean that you actually just go back around the spf cycle again and reprioritize great question this there's two steps further, right? The first step is to, to combat that, right? It's all about having the time block that is destined to answer emails and messages. And you train your counterpart to let them know that, hey, guess what? For example, like for me, uh, from, from 12 to 12.30, that's when I return the message. And literally, everybody knows, right? If they don't know, they'll receive an autoresponder saying, you know, that time is, is, is for that. And then the, the, the benefit of that is not only my schedule is a lot more productive right and not on, not on top of that you're training the, your counterpart that reach out to you that they're going to have to wait and what i find that simon this, the, the beautiful thing is when you do that they solve their own problem because when you make them wait for good reason they find themselves that oh actually i don't want to wait i'm just gonna solve my own problem right so by the time you get back to the message they, they, they may even email you this again and say hey i get my problem solved never mind and that happens a lot so the key is communicate on when you're going to respond and then stick to the schedule. And that way they will understand that when you respond to it and you will have a time to destiny to it. So you don't freak out on, you know, over responding. Yeah, no, I've, I've done that. I've found myself sending an email and then five minutes later working out what the problem was and almost by typing the email out and sending it probably <laughs> engage my brain to sort the problem and then yeah I send another one saying disregard the first one because I've sorted it yeah it's um it's it's strange how things work at times isn't it yes good so if people want to find out more about you kind of more about what you've done more about the process that you use to kind of find this greater life balance where's the best place for them to find you yeah, um, you can follow me on Facebook at The Real Joe Lau. So again, on Facebook at The Real Joe Lau. And if you like, I'd like to have uh, offer a free gift for your listener, Simon. Sure, yeah, fire away. Awesome. So um, so Aristotle, one of the greatest philosophers said, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Now, business owner, entrepreneur, and everybody that listen to this, check this out. 
Your business is a reflection of your belief and your values, right? It has real impact on how your business runs and grow. So one of the best keep secret for a successful business owner is this. They all know themselves and their values very, very well. So what I want to do is today, I want to offer you a chance to take a very useful and powerful personal assessment. This, personal, this personality assessment only takes 90 seconds to complete. Now, this assessment is responsible for helping some of my students and to get back a few hours every single day. It also helps the others to identify and delegate 90% of their work so they can completely free themselves up for the things that truly matter. Now, as a special gift for your listener today for the Rethink uh, podcast, based on your unique result, what I want to do is offer you three custom tips that will help you implement right away on how to skyrocket your productivity so you can get things done faster and stress-free. And this is 100% customized to you, and it's because everyone is different. Now, the truth is, we all have strengths and weaknesses. The secret of being successful is all about maximizing your strength and delegating the weaknesses. And that's what I'm going to help you do. So go ahead, take the assessment at www.moretimetospend.com forward slash rethink. And the URL is www.moretimetospend.com forward slash rethink and get your three custom tip today. Brilliant. I really appreciate that. And we'll put a link in the show notes so people can can get straight through and uh, be good to get anybody that's listening's feedback on uh, on how you found it. So final question from me then joe what's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given oh wow this one is kind of half given to me and i i kind of learned it for the past 18 years right um as as an entrepreneur don't think win or lose right think win or learn just change that one little word win or learn it's because it's true that sometime when we do business a business venture or marketing campaign or product launch that particular event might fail but if you shift the mindset to win or lose, to win or learn as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, we will always win. Good. No, that, that resonates really well. I like that one. We've had some great ones on there, and that, that's one of them that will sit right up the top. So uh, we'll, we'll pause there, Joe. Hopefully those listening will reach out to you for for more conversation and ways that you can help them. But listen, I really appreciate your time coming on. Um, I know you're a busy man in terms of when you're working and a busy man when you're not working with the family. So good to catch up and thanks for coming on, Joe. Thank you so much, Simon. Happy to be here.